0: Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. This is Stacy. I'm here with Allie. And this month, we are talking about uh, mastering your mind which is a little funny because literally we talk about mastering your mind every single month We're a mindset training program, but really, uh, we're going to delve into some traditional sports psychology tools this month. And we have a little bit of a different take on a lot of them, but we also find them very helpful. I think that's one of the differences in the things that we are doing is we're really bringing together, um, kind of life coaching Cognitive Behavioral Therapy tools with some of the traditional sports psychology tools to bring a program that really works for gymnasts. So this week we are going to be um, this month we're really going to be talking a lot about. Um, we're going to start out by talking about visualization, and we're going to spend some time on visualization this month. And here's why uh, they they don't really know why this is, but for some reason, like when you do brain imaging and you look at the different parts of the brain that light up and how the brain works, when you think about doing something, your brain actually goes through the same processes as when you actually do something. And so you can do so much training towards getting a new skill, towards your routines, towards really anything you wanna accomplish in life, By visualizing that happening and it's, and it's your brain literally, you know, we always talk about muscle memory. Well, muscle memory is just when your brain doesn't even have to think about it. It's put it down into the subconscious. And so you can practice getting there through visualization. And this is why it's so popular. You know, you, you have people do mental choreography, you do those things. And the reason why is it, it literally works. Your brain is literally working out. Um, without having to do the physical numbers. This can be a great thing to do when you're injured to spend a lot of time working out, even when you can't do the physical numbers. Um, But it's also a great thing to do to save your body. And it's a great thing to do when you're trying to get a new skill or you're trying to get confidence in competition. Now there's probably not a single person listening to this podcast that doesn't know like visualization. And yet I think a lot of people would say, yeah, I've tried that. It doesn't work. I was talking to one of my best friends and her, her boy is a soccer player. And she was like, trying to talk to him about visualizing. He's like, yeah, mom, all I do is visualize myself missing the ball every time. And, uh, Allie, you were just telling me about a a girl that you were coaching. Tell me what, what she had said.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, She just said that every time she tried to visualize, she saw herself getting hurt. And then it was like this constant nonstop of that. And she felt like she couldn't do it anymore. And um, it kind of like proved to her just like you can mentally practice yourself succeeding, she was mentally practicing herself failing to the point of where she didn't even believe she could do it anymore. So, uh, that's super interesting to me. I'm a big nerd on some of the sports psychology stuff too. I took a whole, um, my master's degrees in strength and conditioning. I had to do a motor learning class and there is so much research. You guys, I do suggest if you're a little bit leery of some of the stuff, Stacey was saying to look up some research studies, because there's tons of studies on people who did just mental practice, just physical practice and physical and mental practice, and where they saw gains, and and no practice at all. And every single time when you did physical and mental, it outweighed all the other options. And then obviously, when nothing versus just mental, the just mental group still did better than doing nothing. And so those studies, there's lots of them out there. It just really proves that it's going to help you whether you're still practicing or you're not practicing that can help take you to the next level. So yeah. look at the science of this and that helps you understand the why and the, the what, and yeah. I have to you a lot more to want to do it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: But I think coming back to that though, one of the keys is you got to do it in a way that's actually benefiting you mm-hmm. when you are visualizing yourself crashing again and again, that's not helpful because actually that is reinforcing to the brain that you can't do the skill or that you're going to crash. And then when you go do it, you're much more likely to actually crash. Right. And so a lot of the mindset work that we work on is helping you learn how to think differently, process those emotions, feel differently. And I think that that's really important basis to start with before visualization. I think when you jump into visualization and you still are not believing the, the new thought that you're trying to visualize when you're, when you still don't believe that you can do a skill and you're trying to visualize it, you're doing it, or you don't believe that you, you know, I coach one gymnast who just has a strong belief that she can practice beam all day long and be amazing at it, but she can't perform beam either on, um, you know, show on days where they have to show or on actual competition days. And so, you know, like when you have those strong beliefs, it's very difficult for your brain to visualize the new thing. So one step that we've taught a lot, and we'll talk a little bit more about this month again, is the idea of learning how to believe something new using laddering thoughts and different things like that. But the other thing is, um, this, this little tweak we are going to teach you guys this week, which is this idea of starting with imagining your ideal athlete doing whatever it is you're trying to do. So if it's a new skill, if it's competing with, you know, confidence, if it's, you know, performing under pressure, any of those kinds of things, um, this is a great way to help kind of trick your brain into start visualizing in a way that's going to be helpful and positive. So, um, Ali, you want to, you want to explain that?
1: Well, I just want to talk a little bit about, yeah, like why is this helpful? Because sometimes if, like you, we said, if you don't believe you can actually do it yet, or if you continually, um, visualize yourself not doing it. Sometimes you don't even understand yourself how to do it. And so, one of the athletes I was working with, we were trying to like break down the actual skill that she was doing, and she wasn't even able to like tell me how to do it. Like, how do you do a good one? Like the steps, the processes. She she couldn't even get herself in that moment to think like how that's even possible and so we did this, um, choose your favorite athlete thing. And, um, we get a lot of the Olympians, right. Between SUNY and, and Simone and did we ever get anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really Simone, Grace, Allie, they're pretty popular ones. And, um, so anyways, this gymnast chose, uh, Grace this time. And I was like, okay, can you visualize her doing the exact same skill? And that was so easy for her. Like, oh yeah, I can totally see her doing it. And I'm like, okay, so like, what was that experience like? Like, what did it feel like? And she was like, oh, it was so smooth and it was easy for her. And she made it look like a 70 year old could do it. And I was like, oh, great. So like, how, can you tell me how she did it? And she literally broke down the skill step-by-step for me. Like, this is how you start. This is how you do it. And I'm like, so you know exactly how to do this. But imagining herself doing it correctly was just impossible for her in that moment. Yeah. So being able to allow herself to get into this imaginative brain, which is yeah. much more willing, yeah, is allowing her to do that. So Stacey, do you want to elaborate on the actual imaginative brain?
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's, you know, kind of going into this idea of helping your brain do something when you give your brain some freedom and you, and you create some space on the imaginative side. Um, so I'm going to take us out of gymnastics for a minute and go into like a business plan. When you're thinking about a business plan or a life plan and you're like in five years, in 10 years, one of the reasons that that's really helpful is your brain suspends its judgment and its disbelief. Part of it is Our primary brain is the part of our brain that's like always looking out for how we're going to fail for what's where we're in danger because that part of our brain's job is to help us survive. But when we plan ahead, when we look into the future or when we step into this imaginary, like imagining life as it is not currently in front of us, um, our primary brain doesn't does it it has no functioning in that space it's not able to step into that and so at that point we've moved ourselves 100% into our human evolved brain at that point we're in our prefrontal cortex this is the part of our brain that's able to plan and to think and to and the the part of our brain that helps us reach our goals and that really wants like that higher self and the best for ourselves and when we move into spaces that stops the primary brain from, from having its word. It, 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 um, and part of why your primary brain doesn't, you know, step in is because it's imaginary, you know? And so I'm going to go off on different examples. Like when you're trying to make a decision between two things, if you imagine one decision and it working out perfectly amazingly but you have to like really get yourself into like this is just hypothetical we're just playing and then you imagine the other decision working out perfectly all of a sudden you're going to be able to really tap into which decision you really want because it's your primary brain jumping in with all of the fears that's keeping you from really accessing what it is that you really want so it's in all of these spaces if we're imagining somebody else that we know could do the thing um, you know, this can work, this works for, you know, adults too. When you imagine somebody that's really good at what it is that you're doing, um, doing it. If you, um, imagine the future long into the future. Okay. Now, you know, I want to imagine that I want you to imagine that like, you know, all of a sudden we're just playing around, we're just writing a book. We're just telling a story. You're an elite level athlete and you look back and you remember when you were learning this skill, What, you know, what would that future person think about this skill? Oh, they would think it's easy and they would be, you know, it's kind of some of those same types of things, but anytime you can get your brain into this imaginative playful state where it's no longer dealing with reality, your primary brain will take a back seat. It'll stop talking all of the fear and the, I can't, and the it's too hard. All of those things have a chance to just rest. And then that part of your brain that can imagine all of the future can really come to play. And, and what we'll teach you next week is then how to bring that back into your reality. But this week, just want you to practice with this idea of imagining this future. So, um, Allie, how have you, how have you seen this? How, you know, help in your own gymnastics when you competed?
1: Um, well, <laughs> honestly, I, looking back, that's going to be hard. I did not have these tools when I competed. As right. a coach, it's much easier for me to look and see how um, I've applied. But I do remember you talking about you. You did a lot. There was a season where you couldn't. Oh, I've had um, lots of seasons. I used lots of visualization. I was yes. in a place where I truly believed that by the time I got to that point, I believed I was capable of doing the routines that I was doing. And so it was, it was really good for me, easy for me in that moment to visualize myself being successful at those. And so that was amazing, but I do. Well, let
0: me, let me say really quick, what I was referring to was Allie had seasons where she was injured. And so she wasn't able to do the same level of numbers And so, um, and this was in her college career, she wasn't able to do the same level of numbers. And so she instead spent a lot of time working on her visualization of doing those numbers. Now, in this case, Sherry, she had been competing these things for a long time. So Sherry knew she could do them, but physically she couldn't do the same level of numbers. So she added a lot of visualization. And, and I remember you sharing, they were your best seasons by far?
1: Oh yeah. Um, especially junior year. I was out I had elbow surgery at Tommy John surgery, my sophomore year. So I was out for full seven months. I mean, that's it's like an ACL for your elbow. And, um, I came back and by the time it was competition season, I mean, I was just like, starting being allowed to do my skills again. And I was able to just come back so much faster and confident. People are like, how are you confident in your skills when you haven't done them in seven months? And I'm like, well, I have been doing them. I did them this entire time. And so it was able to allow me, like, I believed I could do them my sophomore year, but by the time I got to my junior year, I like knew I could do it. And it was, it was amazing to see that happen. I saw a huge change. I was able to work on my um, my relationship with my beam routine. That was a big one for me. I used to be that person on the beam that literally during my routine, I'd be like, I can't believe I'm about to flip on the beam. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's four inches wide. I'm probably going to die. I'm just going to do it anyways. And then <laughs> I would do it. Like, how did I think that was helpful? I don't know, but that was like my pep talk to myself. And so by the time I got to my junior year, I had like one keyword and I was like, okay, good. And I was, I went from literally my senior year of high school. I made one beam routine the entire year in a competition to missing one beam routine the entire year of my senior year. That's so awesome. yeah. And yeah. two years of those, I was out injured. So I have really yeah. only competed for two years. And so I'm a huge believer. And then once again, like floor, I was, I could do one routine a week, maybe, yeah. and then I would compete it. And then it was just like tons of tramp work, tons of visualization, staying in shape. But at that point, we, we all knew like that. I knew I could do it as long as I was mentally and physically in a good shape. And it yeah. wasn't skill shape. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and, and I think that, I mean, I think that's super helpful. Now you were starting to say as a coach, this is how you've been able to take it in. So share what you were going to say with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, we're kind of all
1: over the place, but I'm just. I love visualization. So anyways, um, as a coach, the imaginative world, I think that not only can you use that in just like visualizing, I think it's a great start, but like, it was so helpful to me as a coach to when an athlete, I mean, we've all had this right where you're like, what's going on today. And they're like, I don't know. What do you think is happening? I don't know. I can't think anything. I don't feel anything. And then all I say is like, well, pretend like you did know, or what if you did know, or imagine if you knew and literally all of a sudden I got 10 answers. Yeah. And so just being able to like take that guard down from the athlete in the moment too, and ask your athletes to, well, imagine if you knew the answer or what if you did know and allow them to get to that brain, it's going to help you get answers. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. One of the things that um you know so as a coach you know you've got a life outside of coaching gymnastics so i also want to give you this same kind of tool um for for many different areas of your life but maybe even it is for for your coaching to be able to look forward um but one of the my favorite exercises uh i'm in a business business uh program online and and uh he took us through this exercise where we you, you go to the end goal. So let's say your goal is like first at state or, you know, take a team to nationals or whatever that goal is as a coach, you go to the end of the goal and you really visualize yourself in there. Again, you're imagining you're playing and you get all the way in there. Like I can remember, I can remember a meet where we won state and we worked super hard all year long, but it wasn't just even all year long. It was like, we won level eight state And this group of girls, like we had poured and invested into level five, level six, level seven, they got better every year. And by level eight, like they were, we were just this small little podunk gym and we were beating the top gyms again and again and again throughout the whole season. And we were like, they've got this. And I remember afterwards, like, I remember being at dinner and we were just, everyone was like giddy and happy and we're celebrating. And of course they had pizza and it was like, just everyone was laughing and it was just so fun. And so I can put myself into that situation, like imagining what it would be like at the end when we've won state, the team was up on top of the podium and they're all, you know, how they like rush the podium and they run up like the little gymnasts do and they all jump on top of each other. Then, Of course, someone like sprains their ankle because gymnasts never hurt themselves in real skills. They hurt themselves in silly things like that. But, but then like they, uh, you know, and then afterwards you're all out for dinner and, and just that feeling of accomplishment and that excitement. You get yourself in that space and you imagine it really detailed and you keep working on it till you really feel like you're in that space. And then you ask yourself, how did we do this? How did we get there? In that, you're just reminiscing. You're this person who just accomplished this. And now you're going to look back and you're just kind of journaling. You're just, you know, maybe it's the next morning. And you're, you know, in the hotel room and you're like, how do we get here? And you're just writing down everything that you did to get to that spot. Oh, I remember when we started working on this. I remember that we started da-da-da-da-da. I remember we did this this time. And you just remember how you got to this space. It is freaking amazing of a tool to help you actually plan how you want to get somewhere to a huge goal, and so you can do this breaking down like with your gymnast, you could help them like visualize this future of when they have this skill and da da da. Or, but you can also use this for yourself and for your for your own coaching and for your, you know, goals that you have in how you want to help them get there. And in the same way, bringing it very back, one of it can also be imagining yourself first if you have a hard time getting there first imagining yourself as an Olympic level coach, your favorite coach, whoever that might be like mine's Amy. So I'm like, okay, if I were Amy, you know, and, and Amy it's, it's afterwards and Amy and the Amy and, you know, Simone just won her first world championship and you know amy looks back and she's like how did i get here you know so, so they, you can kind of do that same type of thing but going back to your gymnasts you can use this for them as well you can either whatever you can do to get them into this imaginative play state first help them then visualize themselves as that person and you want to do what you can to help the brain suspend its judgment by moving yourself out of reality and into imagining into pretending. Um, and, um, a favorite way to do that is, you know, with, with specific athletes. So next week, Allie, do you have any more
1: to jump in on that? No, no, I'm so excited. If we start talking more, I'm going to tell you all the things we're going to tell you next week. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So next
0: week we are going to jump into, um, actually then taking this imaginative and beginning to put yourself into it. So tune in next week for more visualization, more mind mastery tools. We can't wait to see you there. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at AthletesMindsetAcademy.com. Let's do this.